0: I'm a lot louder when I talk, and that's almost impossible to believe. But God took me to Habakkuk. Now, how many of you have ever read the book of Habakkuk? What I thought. Not too many. It's in there, it's in there. It's one of the minor prophets. It's in the Bible. It ain't just made up, you know what I'm saying? So uh he took me to chapter one, verses one through thirteen. And I want you to understand right now, this is Habakkuk's complaint. Any of you ever had a complaint when it comes to talking to God? Oh man, I forgot where I was. I'm in the Righteous Church of uh, Overton. (laughs) Ain't nobody sinned here. (laughs) I'm looking. (laughs) All right, here's the deal. He was not a happy camper, correct? So here he goes. He starts out. The prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Huh? Nobody in this room ever said that, huh? How many times have I prayed, God, you're not hearing me? Here he is. He's just telling God how it is. He says, or, or cry to you, violence. But you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There, there is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed. Hmm. And justice never prevails. The wicked him in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Any of this sounding familiar to where we're living right now? Huh? Right Now, you've got to remember, this wasn't today. This wasn't written yesterday. right? And I want you to understand what's going on here. And here's the Lord's answer. I want you to hear. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 13 is what I'm reading, right? If you had your Bibles, you would probably still have a hard time finding Habakkuk. Yes. <laughs> right? So here's the Lord's answer to what was said. Look at the nations and watch. And be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe. Even if I told you, I'm raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who swept across the whole earth and seize dwellings, not their own. They are feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Huh. This was not written yesterday. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fierce than than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all The fortified cities, by building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep, right? Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty people, those whose own strength is their God. And Habakkuk's second complaint. After this is his answer, he had a second complaint. And he says, Lord... Are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? I want you to hear something. He's pretty much saying, Hey, where are you? I know that nobody here has ever felt that way. God, where are you? I felt that way. I have felt that way when my wife was laying there on uh, her first round of uh, cancer. When she was laying there and they had, they had taken parts of her body and removed them... To try to save her life. And then pumped poison into her veins every other week for almost two years. They did that. She's had four rounds of chemo. And it's one of the things that killed her to try to preserve her. And I prayed to God and I felt like, God, where are you? This woman that loves you. This woman that has done nothing but serve you. This woman that is my, she's my rock. She's the everything, the glue that holds me together. Why are you not here? Well, nobody's ever felt that. It's just me, I know. Because it don't have to be cancer. It could be anything about, I got too much month at the end of the money. God, where are you? Do you not see I need? God, how come my relationship ain't great? How come? How come my spouse don't know you? Why can't I not? Why does he? Where are you? Why nobody ever said that? I've said that a lot, y'all, and I'm a preacher. I felt like that a lot. I felt, you know what? Everything I do, everything I give, everything I sacrifice, God, you ought to give me a little bit of. You know, I should be a little bit higher than most. That's just foolishness. That's just foolishness. But what I'm trying to tell you is that my human side comes out every once in a while. If I was all spiritual, he'd have already took me home. Every once in a while, the man come out, right? You understand what he's saying right here? Abigail's saying, God, I don't see what you're doing right now. How can you be... You said you're going to use the Babylonians. They're evil people. And you're letting them do all this? You see... My, I want you to understand God's always moving even when we don't see He's moving. God's always doing something even when we don't know what He's doing. You see, we sit there and we want it done our way. Today, Alan should have been sitting up here cranking out that guitar at 100 miles an hour and keeping us going and, and you know what I'm saying? He wasn't here. What? Oh yeah, no, my buddy Chat, he come and covered us up today. I love that. Chat, Chat by the way, is the perfect example of being a servant. Uh, he'll play the drums if I don't, because I, I can't feel my hands, y'all. I, it's really hard for me to play a drum. He's going, he was going to play the drums. So he'd been practicing all week to play these songs on the drums, and this morning he had to pick up guitar. Do you understand that's when you don't have a plan, God has a plan, and you just follow into what you're doing. This is where Habakkuk was at. He was saying, wait a minute, I think you ought to. What, nobody's ever done that to God either. <laughs> Man, baby, we got to move to Overton. <laughs> They're perfect, perfect people live here. No, I'm just telling you right now, we all have the same thing, right? We're sitting there trying to tell God, you should. You know what one of my prayers used to be? God changed my wife to be what I need her to be. Man, what a mess that was. God showed me she wasn't the one need needed to be changed. That really ruined my day. Well, it was only one day because the next day I realized I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I still, I'm still, i still trying to push that one. It's like... But what I'm trying to tell you is this. When we start praying for other people, how many times do you pray for somebody? God, God changed their heart. God changed their mind. God changed the way they think. God changed the way they act. God changed the way they talk. God changed. What about God changed me to where I can be the one you need me to be to show? Huh? See, God's always working. He just doesn't do it the way you think it ought to be did. You see, I love the fact. Then my son's here today. You see, next Sunday, if you're here next Sunday, I hope you're here next Sunday because I won't be here next Sunday. Next Sunday... <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next Sunday is the last Sunday I have my son with me for at least a minimum of three months, probably more like six. Um, he's being transferred to Leavenworth Prison uh, for his job, he'll be working at Leavenworth Prison for three to six months uh, before he gets to come home. But next Sunday, you're going to hear how a miraculous God I serve. How He works. Because I'm going to tell you my son's full testimony next week. And he's going to be here and I'm going to honor the young man that God has given me. Because He's been a blessing to his daddy. Understand? So, next Sunday, come. But you're going to hear something. But see, I didn't have a plan. My son going into a coma at five years old was not my plan. I asked God what could come out of this. And you're going to see next Sunday what comes out of this. But you see Habakkuk sitting here and he's telling you, do you not see that evil is running amok? What? Do you not see right now that evil's everywhere? Do you know this is not an R versus a D, an elephant versus a donkey? This has nothing to do with nothing. This has to do with the the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ is in control. I don't care what you put in front of yourself. It's all about God. And I'm telling you right now, we need to start hitting our knees and praying because God's doing something behind the scenes. And if we're not ready, we're going to be left behind. That's the promise that he said. He says, I'm still working. Yeah, it don't seem like it right now. I see nastiness in the White House. I see where, you know, a, a law... i just seen this, and I'm not a political... Yeah, I am. I'm not going to get political, but I'm going to say this. i just seen Texas pass the law that you cannot abort a baby after you hear a heartbeat with six weeks. And then what happens? The government, the, def- the Department of Justice... Choose them to put that in a halt because we want to kill babies here. Tell me that evil's not running amok. What I'm trying to tell you is a church, you better be on your knee and you better be praying that God has you in the palm of his hand and he's guiding you and he's keeping you focused. Because it's easy to look at what's going on around us and get discouraged. Do you understand how easy it is to be discouraged when you... I turned off the news. Crystal, I, I'm so glad you didn't unfriend my wife because she was like really heartbroken. But, but I'm telling you, she did. She was like, I can't believe Crystal. Me. But you know what? When I asked her, because I got news, I canceled my Facebook, my Twitter, my Snapchat. I never had Snapchat. Uh, my Instagram, I did have Snapchat for a day and then that was like stupid. So I got rid of it. And it was like all this stuff, right? I got rid of all that stuff. You know why? I got rid of news, too. I got rid of cable TV. I am happier. Because you know what? Some of you and some of the friends on my Facebook, I liked until you started posting. I'm not the only one. There are people... I'm going to block that person right now, right now, right now, right. So I figured out something. I don't want to have to know so much about you that I can't look at you with the love of Jesus Christ because I've built up an opinion of you before you even actually showed me. So I got rid of it. And you know what's funny is I actually talk to my wife now. It's funny, I, you know. She don't talk back because she's going. Well, look at that. (laughs) That's not a conversation, but that's what I get. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm so glad, Crystal, that through this Bible study, you decided Facebook and me are divorced because Jason's like, "Please, God, not me." (laughs) Facebook's okay. Jason's not so much. But what I've tried to tell you is this, y'all. We've got to stop being sidetracked and distracted and understand that, yeah, things aren't going the way we want, but God's still working. God's still doing something. Do you know what's happening right now? Gary, I'm going to tell you something. There ain't a whole lot of hope in this world right now. If I walk out these doors, there's not a lot of people going, I'm so happy I live today. No. They're all, I don't know if I'm going to have a job tomorrow. My unemployment, the government's not paying me to stay at home anymore. I'm going to have to get up and go to work again. I don't, you understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out there, there ain't no hope. They're looking for somebody else to supply their needs. The one and only person that can supply your needs is Jesus Christ. And we're sitting there looking for a government. And we're sitting there looking for a preacher to come in and tell you something. You're sitting there looking for your husband to guide you in the right way. You need to start praying to Jesus Christ because we're going to mess up. And he's the only one that's perfect. You understand that we have things and afflictions in this life just like everybody else. It says it's going to rain on the just and the unjust alike. But you see, what Habakkuk did here was he was telling God, I'm having a problem here. I don't understand your process. (laughs) I don't understand your process. I don't understand why you're not doing it the way I think it should be done. I don't understand why you're going to use evil people to accomplish good stuff. I don't understand why you would use cancer to see somebody else except Jesus Christ. You see, part of my wife's story is she had had a mastectomy, still still had staples and, and all this stuff, and I was taking a, a group on a missions trip to Lone Pine, California, to rebuild a church, and my wife went with me. And my wife was sore and, and bound up and, and couldn't be touched and she was losing her hair and and she was very feeble and weak, but she wanted to be a part of it. And see, I don't know, I was like, God, what good could come from that? Right? What good could come from this? And I gave my wife's testimony. A lung pipe. And a woman in the back row was sobbing uncontrollably. I thought, man, is Jesus really working on her. I got done. We thank God, praise. She came up front. She goes, I need Jesus. I need to accept him right now. And we prayed a sinner's prayer. And she felt, you could see a transformation in her face. It was like all the pressures of the world just vanquished. And she looked at me and she says, you don't understand. I'm with the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. 72% of all men divorce women that have mastectomies because they don't think of them as women anymore and for me to hear that God stood with you and her through this process. I need that in my life. You don't know why God does things. It may not be for you. Do you understand that if I knew the things of the Lord, Gary, I know this is going to be hard for you to understand, Because Jason, he's got this. (laughs) No, he don't. (laughs) No, he doesn't. If you go to work and you think you know what your boss wants, you try to get it done before he tells you. That's a normal thing for somebody who's pushing and and, and a good worker. You try to get it done before you're told. Because then it shows initiative. It shows your boss that you're caring. It shows your boss. But the problem is, how many times have you went ahead of where your boss wanted you to be to find out that couldn't happen until this happened? So now we've got to undo everything you've done to come back here to get this done first to get it done right. That's what happens if you think you know the things of the Lord. You try to get ahead of it. Headed. And what happens is you think, well, I know how my son, he's going to end up, he's got this little beautiful young lady who's right now almost, she should be in Ensenada, Mexico right now on her way up here to be here for his graduation when he graduates uh, the academy. She's flying from Mexico to come see her boy, get his little badge pin on his chest, and then she's flying back to Mexico, right? But the thing of it is, is I was like, well, I can do this for him, and I can do this for him, and I can do that for them, and I can do this for that. And it's like, God's like, shut up. This ain't you. Get on my way. I'm going to take care of that. Let me. How many of us have to understand... If we truly trust in the Lord, truly trust in the Lord, your understanding even when you don't see what's going on, He's working. How many of you, many of you I'm going to show of hands, okay, this participation moment. How many of you in here have somebody that you know and love that does not know Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. How many of you have prayed... No, I want you to leave them up. How many of you have prayed for that person? If you've prayed for that person more than one time, keep your hand up. If you've prayed more than five times, keep your hand up. Give up! No. Just because it ain't happening in your time, understand, those prayers don't go unheard. You understand what happens is God... You know what? Instead of start praying... You know what I pray all the time? God, I want my daughter to know Jesus Christ like I know Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? That's wrong. I want her to know Jesus Christ the way she needs to know Jesus Christ to where it's so real in her that when the world crumbles around her, she stands like a rock. But you know what? It ain't happened yet. So you know what I pray? I don't have to pray anymore. God knows I want her saved. Now I start praying, God put somebody in her path. God, humble her heart. Do whatever, and this is the hardest thing as a parent, do whatever it takes to have them find you. Because sometimes that's taking them to the bottom, to where there's nowhere else to look but up. But how much do I love my child? How much do you love that person you've been praying for? You see, we got we got to understand we can't give up. Yeah, things in this world are messed up, y'all. What does it say in the Scripture? In the last days, bad will be considered good. Huh. That's funny. I read you a Scripture out of Habakkuk, a book that most of you in here admit you didn't even know was in the book. And he was saying everything is happening right now. Evil is good. Bad people are wealthy. All these people are getting stuff. And I'm struggling. Where are you, God? And he's like, I'm still here. And I'm using that bad stuff to do something that's going to blow your mind. You know what it's called? Can you imagine when that trumpet sounds? And all them idiots that they think they're all the smart people in the world sitting there telling you what you can and can't do. Get the jab, don't get the jab, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. All these smart people don't even know what smart is right now. And you know what? The funny part about it is, is that trumpet going to sound in there and go, Whoa, wait a minute. You mean that hillbilly in the wheelchair that said he didn't need a mask because he had Jesus was right? Oh that Walmart lady gonna flip her lid. I can't wait. I hope that it happens just as I'm rolling in the door in my empty chair roll right past her. <laughs> Do you need a preacher? Hey, wouldn't that be epic? Yeah, buddy, I want that one on video. We put that America's Got Talent or you know America's funniest video. We was in Heaven's funniest video. We was sitting up in Heaven going, <laughs> "I don't know what God's plan is, but I do know this: He's still working. Don't give up. You can't give up, folks." We don't want to give up. If you have a child that doesn't know Jesus Christ, don't give up. If you have a loved one that don't need Christ, don't give up. If you have friends, don't give up on our government. You know why? Because if we start praying for our government, I believe God can give us a reprieve from the way we're going right now if the church gets off their heinies and on their knees. Let's be real. I believe... The church is right now at a pivotal moment. You are at a pivotal moment. Are you going to stand? Are you going to get run over? Are you going to understand that even though you don't see it, God's still doing things? So I want you to understand something today. I have to apologize to all y'all because every once and again I get all caught up in trying to say stuff that's on my iPad and I get caught up in trying to, to be funny and all that such right we got to come to an understanding right now. I'm going to be here for what Dave told me the other day, 16 weeks minimum. All right? That's that's more than a day or two. And that means uh, I'm going to make trips up here during the week because i got to find out who y'all really are. All I get to see is your Sunday put on a face thing. I'd like to see your Tuesday. Oh, my goodness, didn't know the preacher was here. You get me? But here's something I need you to understand. I need you to understand hell is real. And I need you to understand Jesus Christ is coming back. And if we're not ready, you're going to be left. And hell is not a place to have a party. And I need to apologize because we've done everything in the world since we've been here the last eight months except remind you you need Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You need to ask Him to be your Savior. You need to ask Him. It's so simple. And and we and, and it's one of things where I will tell you this, I don't do the repeat after me thing. And I'm gonna tell you why I don't, okay? It's my personal uh Hibbley logic. If you repeat after me, you just said words. If you talk to Jesus and you say, God, forgive me of my sin, and you talk to him from your heart, it become real. It's not just words you're having a conversation with the one who's going to forgive you. There ain't no magic words, y'all. It says, anyone who calls upon my name and believes that I am the Son of God that was raised from the dead shall be saved. That's it. And then from there, begins your journey. You ain't done. That begins your journey. But I need you to understand in order for us to continue on the path we're going, I need you to first know if you have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want all y'all to bow your head. Everybody, bow your head. I don't want no one looking around. And if I see a teenager, I'm looking. If I see a teenager looking around, I'm calling you out. I'm going to come down there and poke you an eyeball. You hear me, Jason? Right now, this is a moment I want a little bit of seriousness. If you're not sure you need Jesus Christ, you probably do. If you know that you need Jesus Christ, today's your day. So what I want you to do is if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior today, I want you to just raise your hand. You don't have to stand up. I ain't going to ask you to jump. I ain't going to ask you to do nothing. Just raise your hand and say, Yep, I want to accept Jesus Christ today. And if you're unsure that you have a relationship that is right with Jesus right now, I'd like for you to raise your hand. Awesome. Well, Here's what we're going to do. Because we are sitting in a room of people like faith. What I want you to do right now is I want you to start thanking God ones that you have been praying for. For the ones that you've asked God to to help me. God, I want them saved. God, give me reason. Give me something. I want you to start thanking Him right now. Thank you, God, for putting somebody in the path of my daughter. God, thank you. raise them up in the way they should go. God, God, I pray right now that you will help us realize you're in control. Everything is happening right now. Even though I don't see it, you're still working. God, even though I don't feel it, God, as you work on us today, I pray that you will just help us to be in your will. Help us to go forward, doing what you've called us to do. That we may be the light into this town, into this community, into our family that you've asked us to be. And we'll give you all the.